Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Brewer, as well as our version of Robin Hood, Theo Wolski. How is everyone doing tonight? Hello, the fellow gamers, comic book readers, and my fellow nerds. Uh, Theo, how's everything going, guys? Thank you. Welcome. Things are going amazing on my side. I've got archery archery tournament season coming up. Getting prepared for that. Doesn't help oh, that nice. there's still snow outside. Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So and I need a day that's heavy above weather. twenty degrees. Um, well, <laughs> Theo, if you take if you take my my suggestion and move on out to this coast, it was in the fifties today. Oh really? But it's, oh, man. But it's still it's sunnier. Sun. Like, you can always oh, come out to my side. Like, <laughs> uh, on I the mean, west coast, it was. It was a hard, like a really hard 63 degrees. Oh, my God. I'm getting outside. chills from that. Maybe Man. I should stick to the East Coast. That's why, that's why you're wearing your beanie. Man, it was so tough. <laughs> that's why you're wearing the beanie, right? The whole tough 60 yeah. degrees. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so tough. I had to wear a he, T-shirt. He's being prepared for the next severe winter warning that he has over right. there. Yeah. <laughs> snow and everything is going to break yeah. loose. So. I had to wear socks yeah. with my shoes. It was, it was oh, brutal guys. It was oh. so brutal. <laughs> I almost had to revert from, from, uh, to my shorts instead of jeans, you know? Ooh. Ooh. Heat so wave. crazy. Yeah. So, heat wave. <laughs> so let's, let's start this podcast out right and say happy birthday to yeah. Gerard. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank you old. I know, old timer. Obviously, I'm already feeling you know, it. I, uh, you got a little. Yeah. Uh, is that a little gray I see right in the? Oh, I've got some right salt and the... pepper all over, dude. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm embracing it. I, I don't die anything. I embrace the salt and pepper. I'm cool. If I if I if I keep the beard, I have to embrace it. You got it. Otherwise, I got to shave. You, I mean, gotta I got to be honest. I'm starting to get some grays in my head up here. Granted, I'm the baby of the group, but I'm getting there. But I've, hold on. Dude, look, I've, I've look Jerry, look. Since the baby before. of the group is starting to get a little peach fuzz there. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see a little, little five o'clock. I kind of like it, dude. I know the the, the maximum that I grow after a week is five o'clock shadow for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you mess you 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 mentioned the comic book nerds to start the podcast, and I gotta say we got some somber but expected news out of Warner Brothers today. The head of the studio finally declared the DC Extended Universe dead for the time being, saying they want to focus on the solo characters because, frankly, they're better movies. <laughs> and and you know that's where they've had the most success. And it's unfortunate because I thought I always thought that like when they first announced the DCU and their plan, you know, obviously to follow Marvel and in, in that kind of structure, I thought it was a great idea. But, you know, with Marvel, they had a plan and they had a structure. Uh, DC, I think, rushed it a little bit too much trying to trying to catch up, which yeah, they, they should have to, just taken their time. They They, they were trying to put in a picture that already had pieces set, but not ones to mesh. Yeah. Cause you already had man of steel. You had Batman already having different 
setups and different directors and everything like that, but they were just trying to piece everything together. I still stand by that. I think that the main crutch on the DCEU was Superman and how they wrote him. I feel like they just wrote him in such a way that they couldn't even everything out with the other characters. But whereas when they have the solo characters, they can really boast them up and really let them shine. Well, I think another problem with that, though, is you went with Ben Affleck and they went with Dark Knight Returns for the character base. I mean, at that point, Batman is... For me, that was their biggest mistake. As much as I did love... I loved the idea of Affleck being Batman, but I much rather have had him in, like, flashbacks... Or, or like him be in like a older jaded Batman movie. I mean, he is the he Justice is League the needs, older Batman. Yes, as it is, but, but with a really young like, Justice League, with a more somber younger Justice League that is just forming. Yeah, like, I like that. He's supposed or, to be a very acrobatic, and you know, he he's supposed to keep up with Superman and Wonder Woman. Right, like mentally, physically, everything, and he's supposed to even outsmart most of them all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's bat for me. That's why he's one of the greatest superheroes, uh, because he literally had a god say, "Well done, like you win." You know, and it's <laughs> literally like he Dark Side says, "You win" to a human. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he outsmarted, he outsmarts everyone, but it's just like. I just think they made a, a ca- like a bad casting call because he would have been a great older Batman mm-hmm. for an older Batman movie. Oh, like uh, or like we said, for he should be the old Bruce Wayne for uh, Batman Beyond. <laughs> no, Michael <Yeah>. Keaton. <laughs> I, I'd rather have Michael Keaton for that. It, oh, it, I mean, yeah, you got to at least to give tribute to him. Yeah, absolutely. I, like if they chose Affleck over oh, yeah. Keaton to play that, I mean, he's so iconic. In mm-hmm. the Batman franchise, I think what's sad to say is if we look at the breadth of Justice League and and Batman vs Superman, and I mean I did enjoy Justice League, and we know how much of a Batman fan I am, but I think it's sad when Smallville assembled the JLA better than the movies did. <laughs> I can't I believe that, that just came out of your mouth. I don't, I don't know about that, dude. I because they, I mean, it, I they started it. piecing it together. I got a here, and that just came out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and ooh, that's a, that's a strong statement, dude. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I partially agree, but like, like I said, I'm surprised that Matt I mean, said that. I mean, but the, the I mean, they way did they, a pretty they, good execution the of the they, league. Yeah, I get the way they executed having them come together. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. but no, that's what I'm saying. It's the execution the, bringing okay. the team, the the Justice League of America. You know thing together in yeah, the mo- from, in Smallville. The, the show itself, it was it was bad. Hey, <laughs> was hey, bad. Now, no, no. hey now. Don't don't be griping on the Smallville. Maybe the last few seasons, yes. Yeah. They probably should have stopped that's, around that's all season I'm six it, was pushing yeah, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten yeah. seasons was a and little much. No offense. Yeah, Doomsday but, was kind but of the show but the show was amazing. I love the first few seasons of it. I think all the way up until probably Theo's right about five season five and six is kind of where I started losing interest. And then the, yeah, I kind of go off the deep end. Kind of like a little show on, you know, you're going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Kind of going off the deep end a little bit. 
I, I am sad to say that I completely agree with you that they should have stopped around like season four or on season seven right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a loyal fan and I'm still watching it and I'm, I'm watching the whole DC uh, series. It's good. But series that's, and everything. And but I kind of feel like that's the other problem that they're, that's their other problem with the CW DC series is that, I mean, I, I, like, they they sold Green Arrow to be like their TV Batman, and now that they're trying to bring a TV Batman, what are they going to do now? <laughs> you know, and well, they did and say Gotham, for, for Batwoman, uh, for anything DC does, Batwoman, show, they've said that uh, Batman's off limits, so we're not going to. They're going to try and uh, skate yeah, around the whole Batman issue. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. um, uh, Ruby Rose did a pretty decent everything. Batwoman, though, for that crossover series. I just think they missed out on something because originally they were talking about JLA way back when they were wrapping Smallville up with season 10 when yeah. Clark finally mm-hmm. gets a suit. And the original transition was Tom Welling was supposed to go right on over into Superman for JLA. It's too bad they didn't continue with him being I Superman. Would, he looked especially love, when we finally got him in the suit, he looked um he looked like a classic Superman. Oh, yeah. He and he's been Clark the whole time and I, I love his presence yeah. and honestly, I would have loved having uh Michael Rosenbaum as Lex because oh, yeah. he plays an amazing he plays Lex. An amazing yeah. legs. Yeah. So another I think, casting choice wrong for um Batman versus Superman. I'm just not a Jesse Eisenberg fan. It's just so weird. Like, get like he just you know has you know what he did. Facial ticks. You know the, the problem was it, playing it. It was he, just so weird. He was playing an extremely early version of Lex Luthor. Like I'm talking about the first introduction I think he was, of Lex Luthor. I think he was more going comp- off of. I think he was more going off of the clone introduction than anything else. Because remember, mm, in the awesome. comics, the yeah. clone of Lex had those those mental instabilities and those oh, tricks and everything. But, but okay. Whereas in the, in the first in the first comics, uh, mm-hmm. Lex had red hair, and he also had a, a very difficult. I mean, even from Smallville, he had an incredibly difficult relationship yeah. with his father and childhood. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, he could have taken from both of those, which were questionable choices. I just I, think. I think I, I think there was lost potential because I think Jesse Eisenberg could have been a great Lex Luthor if he just like played a sadistic smart because he he can he can do that character and he is yeah. he's a smart he basically guy. Did it in um, what's the Facebook movie called? Social yes, Social, Social Network. Network. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, but when you're looking at Lex, though, I think you look at how Kevin Spacey played the character. Yeah, for, for me, honestly, like, I would have loved Mark. I would have loved, loved like Mark Strong to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, I think he would have been a great, but a great you Lex know, Luthor. He's now a villain in another movie, which so. comes out here shortly, and I can't wait for Shazam. But that's one of the movies they, they quoted. <laughs> was, they quoted Shazam. They quoted uh, Birds of Prey. Um, you've also got um, the Joker movie, which I am preserving the biggest lump of coal for that movie um i, I think it's gonna be a sleeper man actors for that one aren't they but they're it's but it, it it's an origin story per se but it's a separate origin it's, story it's, it's not even considered it's not the classic it's not even canon. Like jack nicholson no. joker no. origin story. oh uh-uh. no it's no, not you. even it's not even heath ledger or you know 
the no, it's Suicide not Jack Squad. Napier. No, it's not, it's not even not the Jack Suicide Napier. Squad one. It's I mean, it is actually the real it's Joker. The other, it's the other uh, version written of Joker is when he really tried to be a comedian and had a wife. She left him, and then that's when he broke oh, down and uh, tried to go to crime. But, almost like um, they're trying to get a sympathy vote for him? Kind Whoa. of, but the thing is, this this is how they keep describing it, and this is why I have hope for that movie. But okay. the movie itself, singularly, I'm, it's not supposed to be like within the universe whatsoever, but mm-hmm. the two movies they keep saying it's supposed to be a clash of is Taxi Driver and Cape Fear. Yeah. Two amazing De Niro movies of a a, down, a degraded, you know, personality going going so down, he ends up just snapping and becoming this whole and different personality. Don't get me wrong. Film. I think Joaquin Phoenix can absolutely do it because that's the type of actor he is. But that being said, yeah. it is not Heath Ledger. It is not Jack Nicholson. You know, it is... Yeah, I, I definitely. It doesn't I matter. Definitely agree. It's yeah, going to be. You got to be open for interpretation, and this is just a different interpretation of Joker. Same yeah, I thing. I agree with, that Joaquin Phoenix is going to kill it, but it's just going to yeah. be dependent it's on just the writing. Be a different type story. of Joker. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not going to be a typical the typical comic. Like it's going to be a different version of the comics, like a different lore. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm going into it as a separate, a completely separate movie, and uh, I'll I, go like, see I'm, it just yeah. because I'm a Batman fan. I'll go see it, but you're going to reserving judgment because you're a nerd like all of us. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, speaking of nerds, um, Gearbox is rumored to be announcing Borderlands Three at PAX East. Woo! Um, it's going to be interesting. I know my wife is excited for that because she loves Borderlands. Um, Hopefully, actually, Birch is uh, attached to it too. I, I I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this though because Gearbox has got that big lawsuit going on right now between their their ex CFO and the CEO of the company right now so um, we'll see how that shakes out because if it ends up being that the CFO wins there's a lot of money on the lines and since Gearbox I mean 2K does some of their publishing for them but I think if Gearbox has to pony up a lot of money for it that may impact some things which would suck. Um, because we've been wanting Borderlands three for a while now. Um, yeah, we'll yeah we'll see about that. But it's a it's a nice it's a nice announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got its fan base, and it's uh, fun. It's it definitely so fun. fun. Yeah, it's claptrap. That's that's pretty much all you need to talk about. With <laughs> <laughs> um, now, that also coming up is we also had Pokemon Sword and Shield got announced this week. Yes. Um, so I, not the Pokemon fan, um, I'm intrigued by it. Don't lie. Don't lie. You've had, you had fun with Let's Go Pikachu. And I still haven't finished it. I still need to. So I mean, technically neither have I, but it's still fun. Neither is Eva, but hey. (laughs) Neither (laughs) have I, but it's still fun. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's one of those games like I'm happy to like, okay, I'm going to take, take my time. I'm going to get back to it. I you feel know. like that was "quote unquote" the greatest review of Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I didn't finish it. Well, here's my problem with the game: is that you know I, I didn't do the Joy-Con version of it. Eva's got the Pokeball for it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that when you're playing, enhances I wasn't the. Really a, I wasn't really a fan of the Pokeball, though. 
I thought it really enhanced the the play for uh, of the game. I I really enjoy, I think I enjoyed it a lot more with the Pokeball. So when you're in handheld mode, though, what I hated about it is you have to actually turn the switch and use the gyroscope, and I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of reviewers and and a lot of people said like it's not a handheld game. Like, yeah, you can well, play it, but it's not really worth it to play handheld. Yeah, but you know, I, it was still fun. You know, I mean, at least it had that versatility that it could accommodate yep. both type of fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, other news that's been gaining a lot of traction. We've kind of talked about this a little bit here and there. Um, is that the the rumor mill is getting stronger and stronger about Microsoft coming to Nintendo in the form of Xbox Live and the Game Pass, with the Game Pass being powered by Project X Cloud. How do you guys feel about the team up? I mean, I think, I think it's only it, natural. I think it's a smart move that it's a preemptive move that they are paying attention to the uh, the kinds of streaming services that are in beta right now. Because, uh, I mean, there's certainly those streaming services right now where, like, there's uh, – I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But there's a service going on that they are allowing for people to just pay for their service that – essentially mm-hmm. rents them out a virtual machine on their servers that is a top-of-the-line, always-updated gaming PC level. And they can use it for whatever they want, whether it be work, for games. They will have a, a huge powerhouse that they don't have to go out and refresh their components or tear apart their own mm-hmm. PC. They got somebody else doing it for them. And all they got to do mm. is be able to have an internet connection. It doesn't even matter how strong your PC is at home in order to have it. It just got to be able to have that st- strong enough connection. Recommended about one bit, uh, gigabit a second. You can get away with about 500 megs, maybe 100 if you're really pushing it. Um, but like that's that type of and mindset that's very with basic. that being become available is pushing towards people getting into the PC gaming thing. And I think this is going to be a great team up because this is still making that option available for the consoles and it's uh, allowing it for those more budget households that can't afford the well, like the new Xbox that's going to come mm-hmm. out or be released or announced or PlayStation 5 or even be able to upgrade to the newest hardware whenever they go to like the PlayStation Pro five yeah. or whatever. And I think that's a really smart move on both of them. Well, it, it is one of those things that I think it's a, a bigger move for Microsoft to get into Japan because I mean, mm-hmm. the Xbox sells on average max 80 per week in Japan, you know, and that's, that's max. So yeah. if you, if you bring Xbox live to the switch, which frankly, we know the switch is selling hugely in Japan and it is selling because you know, usually here stateside. Now it is overtaken, you know, on average every month it's outselling PlayStation, mm. which I mean, honestly, it's PlayStation's <clears throat> got an install base of 90 million. I mean, how many more can you really sell? You know? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I'm, I like the idea um, because, frankly, right now, Nintendo is struggling with that third-party support. 
you know, they promised all this support when they launched the Switch, and it hasn't materialized because you haven't really gotten any new IPs. It's all been ports of older games. Um, you know, you don't have a lot coming out. I mean, Bethesda brought out Skyrim, and they've been they've pretty much abandoned the system. You know, um, 2K, yeah. yeah, they're bringing out their sports titles. Um, Capcom is bringing out Resident Evil at the end of May. Um, you're going to have Zero, Four, and the original remake. Um, but they're going to charge 30 bucks for it. They're charging $10 more than they are available for Xbox and, and PlayStation. So um, I think having the Gamer Pass is going to give um, Nintendo fans a a bit, bit more options because frankly for some of them they've never experienced what halo or forza or even cuphead are all about yeah very you know? true if you're sticking and, with the, the loyal nintendo fans that like mm-hmm. don't do any of the playstation or microsoft games like yeah that's a very good point i like that yeah it's going to give them more of a library and more of a more of a chance to try you know really just try new things well, the right. downside, though, is is that we all know, though, the U.S. infrastructure from an Internet perspective is not the strongest. Right. So, you know, going True. something like this, you're you're looking at the demographics of those that are in the, the bigger populous cities, mm. you know, L.A., New York City, Miami, you know, Denver, all that versus um, like over in Japan, where the whole entire country is wired up for high speed Internet. You know, that's what they're, they're used to doing. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but it does play into Phil Spencer's vision of everybody getting involved in playing, regardless of the device you're on. So right. I think if they can prove proof of concept with the switch, then it's going to it's going to make some things very, very interesting, especially, you know, how they go with Sony, because they're involving everybody else but Sony on this project. So, um so talking about but, it, but it's also kind of yeah it's it's also kind of given because sony's often been the loner then with right, them relying I mean, like, on their exclusives like what does sony really need to participate in that for like they're staying yeah. strong they've got such yep. a huge loyalty base i mean they they there isn't fear in their eyes at the moment uh, i mean i feel like that they should at least be prepared to innovate and be ready for it. But I think that they might be playing it smart to where that they're sit, they're kicking back and seeing how it goes and maybe yeah. and, and, and well, I honestly think that they're already kind of ready for, for it. Well, yeah. and to that point though, is there's an article that came out today where there's analysts that are saying that we won't even see PS five until 2021. Oh, um, because the slate of games that are, you know, getting ready to come out, that are targeted for 2020, they think that they may be holding off on the PS5 until after those games come out um, to try and sell some more consoles. But let's talk about multi-platform games. Um, Anthem, okay. we all did the demo. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I've I've played the game post-demo. You failed so, resurrection of Bioware. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way of kindly saying that, but so we all agree. Anthem is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great looking game. The customizations were fantastic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great feature. The flight was great. I loved flying around like I was Iron Man. Um, 
the storm was fun to play, but when it comes down to it, the the guns are generic. Mm. Which Theo, that was one of your things that you brought up. You thought that a lot of the those were kind of just generic. Yeah, because you just had the same gun, just different levels of rarity for them. And I guess is okay, but I mean, like you're you're missing out on Mm -hmm. a little bit on the customization at the gun level. I mean, granted, the customization on the it doesn't get better. Amazing. The customization. See, that's for the that's guns the thing that I better. was wondering. Like, oh, yeah. since they were, like, since it was a demo, and I was like, well, I think they're just the basic guns, and you know, we'll we'll see when the game comes <laughs> out. But now that the game has come out, they they're really just like they're they're the same guns, only more a little Singer's bit more powerful. Me, yeah. Okay, so let me put it this way. So I bought I I got the Legion of Dawn, the eighty dollar one. Part of it was because I wanted the soundtrack because. The one thing Bioware does really, really well is their scores. Did you yeah, look at the, the soundtrack? You know, Dragon Age, Mass Effect games, they all have great soundtracks. So for me... Did you, did you finally get the soundtrack, though? Yes, I finally got the soundtrack. Okay, finally got it. Okay, so <laughs> after a while, basically they told you, is, hey, you need to go here, here, and here, and then sign in. And then it's like, oh, there's our soundtrack. So, um, oh, jeez. But one of the guns they come with is a legendary, like, scout rifle. It looks... <laughs> It looks exactly like the scout rifles we played with in the demo. It's just black and gold versus silver and blue. Oh, Jesus. So the, okay, so they just got cosmetics. Yeah. And, and it gave, it, okay. of course, it was better stats, but it was just the game, the, the design of the gun looked the same. It was the overall Whereas, same design of the gun and the same shit, like shot, same sound, like nothing pretty much distinctively different. Unlike where you See, play Destiny where the scout rifles are different. Some of yeah. them they looks right. look the yeah, same. It's got but like 15 varieties. Yeah. At the very um, minimum at the same rarity level. The, I think my biggest disappointment is, and I think this is where Division's probably going to capitalize on this though, um, outside of all the bugs and everything they've had to fix, is that Anthem is a multiplayer game. It is not a single-player game. Mm. I tested it because I wanted to see the theory, right? I, because we had yeah. issues, I had issues playing in private mode while we were on the beta. So I put it in privacy mode to see how it was. It is not. So the missions are tuned as though you're in a party. So the enemies are still going to keep coming at you and keep coming at you. And they will just straight, you know, just kick your butt. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you get a shot out of nowhere that drops your shields and drops you, you know, a quarter health. Yeah. Especially with the spawns and everything. Like yep. there was on the beta, uh, like I'll, I'll admit it. Like the first time I played the first mission, I had to play it through a couple of times because I freaking died. Exactly. I wasn't expecting a, a, a huge spawn in my back. When mm-hmm. from where I had entered originally, I wasn't planning on. Even though I flew behind cover, like the the AI for the enemies was outstanding because it's really put some pressure on you. But there wasn't much balance to it, in, in my no. opinion. There wasn't, and some of the bosses, like you fight in one of the missions, you go and you're trying to save some people. Is the boss that you fight is if you let it even sit for even 30 seconds, it regens its shields like that. <laughs> and you're oh, wow. worrying about all the extra spawns and everything like that. So that's where it comes into play that it is truly a multiplayer game. And the downside is even if you're playing multiplayer, you don't have the chance to explore because while you're in that fire team, 
if they go on ahead past that that line, you only have a small window to catch up, or it will force pull you eh. to catch up. Yeah. Um, so unless you go private, you can. That's the only time you can really explore. But, but is that, but is that only for missions or on the free play too? So free play, it's just you go do whatever you want to. That's fine. Oh, but it's okay. like oh, all right. the missions and everything like that. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, the missions are all about the same. It's either defend this little point while you're getting your antenna up or whatever, or mm. go save people. That's about it. It's a fetch or. You know, so there's really no contribution defense. to the story and what mm-hmm. you're doing in the missions. Um, and from so all the reviews, it's it's <clears throat> yeah, technically it's a more fancier des- Destiny one. Um, yeah, I, I almost think that with what we've talked about, like it's not even as good as Destiny one. I feel like yeah. Bioware took the notes on what should be in Destiny one, but did not pay attention to any of the feedback that was received and that Bungie took and. Um, corrected with yeah. as they progressed into Destiny 2 and then into like Forsaken because like that's what I love about Bungie is that they really took the community feedback and yeah. knocked Honestly, it out apart. I'm going to throw EA squarely under the bus for this one. Why? Mm. Because I think it was on their schedule because this game I think needed mm. about another three mm. to six months in the oven to really be know. fleshed out. Um, I think that's still that's still on Bioware so, too, though. Well, hold on. Look at look at Mass Effect Three, though. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect Two was great. EA didn't buy Bioware until so most my, of Mass, Mass Effect Two was done. Mass Effect Three was rushed. It was amazing. Mass Effect Three was shit. Mass Effect Three was a great game. Okay, I'm not going to spend the 120. The only on. controversy you really had was the ending that, and then okay, and they and caved it, by giving you uh, two. Two like two other multiple endings, but no, no, it was so still game, a great Mass Effect game. Hold on, okay, so itself up until that point, it was really good. Here's here's my problems with it though: is they in order to get anything good out of the ending of it, you needed to play multiplayer. They forced mm. you to play multiplayer to get the good stuff towards the end of the game. That's by that's right there. That's EA yeah. and and loot boxes. How so dare they make you try to find friends to play with? <laughs> I didn't. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I didn't. Play, I didn't get Mass Effect. I didn't get Mass Effect to play it with friends. I did it for the story. And frankly, I think spend, I think that was one of their biggest mistakes was putting in multiplayer because that was not a multiplayer well, game. That was well, yeah, I agree with that. If you took multiplayer and took it on its on its own, right, and didn't yeah. incorporate that into your armada readiness for the final battle in in the single player game oh, you would have been you. fine yeah, so I get, I it was actually that. it was a fun multiplayer it really was but the fact I, that didn't, they, I didn't waste my time with the multiplayer all that much i did just because i wanted to get the trophy and everything and have the readiness for my my fleet going into the final battle but here's but my problem again, is, i didn't know about that i didn't i didn't know you had to do that no, neither did most of any because until after they yeah, beat. Because the I probably would have um, done that, but I was like, "Why can't I? Like, why can't I save everybody? I can't save everybody." I didn't so spend, screw it. But that, but but that's also part of the glory of the of that end game is like, you know what? I'm a captain. I makes cool. like I had to make choices, and that happens. I didn't that's, spend 120 hours across three games making choices to have a two a less than two minute ending. 
Mm. That was their problem. Forget that you. Yes, I get you had three different choices you could go with, but it was a two minute ending and it was crap. It was like, okay, here you go. Bye. So yeah. they had to go in I mean, and actually in- do an update to do a real ending. Yeah, except I mean, if you're nice doing a trilogy closure, and you're given a, an actual ending, and there needs to be like a mic drop yeah. for an ending. And it True. And the, if you watch now, if you watch the the extended ending that they patched a couple months later, you got that mic drop. You got the real ending. Okay, so versus, there you go. Okay, but that's EA though. I mean, honestly, we all know that EA right now is they're wanting games cranked out on a certain schedule, and then if you don't produce, you're getting cut. Mm. You know, so but that's EA, and you know what? They just need to keep doing that. Because eventually, they're going to fight their ass. But this at the same the time, EA needs, to learn, EA needs yeah. to learn that there is now with the the generation that we have now, there is a much higher level of expectation for games. And they need to realize yeah. that. That there yeah, needs to they, be that time. They, they there need, needs to be the quality that's... checks. There needs to be the testing. And yeah. there needs to be um, community being heard. And, and really needs to understand that. But they need that sock to the jaw. And True. They, you know, it's but they're oh, but they're only going to learn. They're going to continually continuously learn the hard way. And I mean, that's they the don't want to follow. Like, they don't want to follow I, Kingdom Hearts three and take a decade or more. I don't than think a decade they need to. to I don't think they need to put Bioware at the you know as the the proverbial. I'm throwing you under the bus. Mm. You know to take that that punch to the jaw because look at what Bioware has given. The gaming community over the years, we got Night Seal Republic, right. which hands down is one of the best Star Wars games ever made from a storytelling yeah. perspective. They're everything. they're known for being great storytellers, but once again, you you keep talking about like it's it's not Bioware's fault. I understand it's not their fault, but they're under EA and yeah. EA. Yeah, but I mean, but like you, you can't always a have a glass with, jaw while you're working under EA because I mean, like you, sometimes you gotta at least push back a good amount to make yeah, sure that yeah, yeah. they understand <laughs> what they need to be able to produce. But a lot of people don't understand that, and that's and that in turn is also the problem. True. That you, you know they just mm-hmm. keep like I think they do keep blaming like all oh, bio Bioware, you know, screwed up again. Like no, they didn't. They were under. Your very, timeline, yeah, a very problematic timeline and a problematic mm-hmm. boss. E- look what EA. It did. Oh, we know yeah. EA is horrible for that. I mean, I mean, look at what happened with Tib- you know Tiburon there, you know, which was originally the studio that was doing some of the the sports games. They screwed up once, and EA is like, nope, we're doing it with a different studio now. And and that's the other problem. They're they're not afraid to like, hey, you know what, this one screwed up, but now you know what you screwed up on make the next one better. Well, no, because they're, they're banking on their history. They're banking yeah. on their name. They're they're throwing their weight with their name. Because yeah. I, I guarantee you, still to this day, with the hate on EA, any production company would love to partner with them. Oh, I can tell you right now, if Activision had, you know, really wanted to go out and get another company, they could probably go to EA and go, hey, we want Bioware. Here's mm. the money for it. You know, but no, even no. then, though, look at what Activision did with with Bungie and Destiny One. You know, it was right. So yeah. I kind of miss Bioware. Well, not even Destiny One, just like the pure release of Destiny Two before Forsaken, because like 
Forsaken was like the true step of Bungie trying to step up to Activision and say, like, hey, no, we know what the hell we're doing. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And you look at you look at in case of Bioware is every game that has been put out after EA bought them has been subpar by Bioware standards. Mm. Dragon Age 2. Not great. Mass Effect 3, the ending, not great. It was rushed. Even the ending final battle, Jerry, you got to admit, leading up until you actually, you know, get up there, that that battle in that town where you got to push up. The but thing, I'm, but that was that's the problem with your critiques, man. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't dis dislike or say that the whole, the game is trash just because of one part of the game. That well, the, no, the, what I think what is what happened with the rest of the game oh, with the, the story rest of it, leading up to the I, end. I love the story and I always will love the stories. I think it's just, you can tell the parts where they were rushed for, for deadline. Totally. But, and okay. I I totally understand that. And I feel, I feel like, yeah, it was a little cheated, but I'm the type of person that I can always, I can appreciate like they, okay, they fixed the problem. I I replayed it. I replayed the whole thing Mm -hmm. again, got the ending that I wanted. Okay. It's a complete game. It's a complete game now. Like, okay. They, they gave it to us. I, I want. It's I mean, honestly, game. if EA wants to make it up for us, just give us the uh, the remasters. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> give us remastered Mass Effect. I'll be happy with it. But yeah, so I think. But yeah, Anthem, like though, both of you are in agreement that Mass Effect Three, in all, is a still a great game because it's still part of a great trilogy. It's Mass Effect. There's it's, just that there yeah, were some I think really I heavy agree. parts. Yeah. that I do agree. It did fall short at the end. But that yeah. doesn't downgrade my my position for it being a great game. I still think it was a great game. Even playing it the first time, I was like, okay, the ending was a little little off. I mean, but like, it's like, just I like feel, a movie that had a soft ending. Okay, yeah. the rest of the movie was pretty good. Yeah, like I feel you know? like in Jerry's mind, it's like it's a 9 out of 10. Matt's mind, it's like maybe eight, Oh, no, eight it's still five. no, it's still a 9. But okay. I just look at it just... <laughs> But the thing is, for me, is like it just much like a lot of the other diehard Mass Effect fans is, is that when you do all the DLC, you make all the choices, you make sure everybody's together and everything. And then you feel that all that time comes down to a, a less than two minute ending. You know, I, I think I think I, the fans, I'm the I think same the way. Fans I did all the DLC. More. I'm a hard I'm a hardcore Mass Effect fan. I get that. It's just oh, the fans just deserve I, more. I, they, I mean, other than a two-minute des- ending, we did deserve more. But like, I'm sorry, I just accepted it. Like, okay, I didn't work on the game. I didn't get the the pressure of having to, yeah. you know, you know, compromise sucks, or... man. Like, and that's why I think really that sucks. I think, I think that really Anthem, like, I think Anthem needed another three to six months. Honestly, I th- I would say longer. Oh, I would say longer as well. At a minimum, I mean. So I think, honestly, I think Division is going to come out and they're going to basically jump on the fact that there's been so much backlash on Anthem and how it is. I think they're going to capitalize on it. Oh, absolutely. Um, like like, like I was telling you guys before, like I watched a video uh, on YouTube that like gave what I feel like a perfect summary of the play style of Division being a cover shooter that you're just moving from cover to cover for a shooter. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily sound appealing but it still sounds more appealing than Anthem right now. I don't know. I used well, to have well, fun but, sitting on well, the hood of a car you, and if you look, if you watch further <laughs> into that game or into that review, 
they were reviewing yeah the different play styles and like how how completely different the games are anthem True. is more an in your face like barge in team like you got your tank you go in first and then everyone go in start shooting right. you know division is more of a tactical trying to be more of a realistic type of game where like yeah you're constantly in cover but you're you know that's kind of what there's still a strategy like you can get your guys you can flank but it's trying it's trying to play more on that realistic like uh, because you're playing humans like not in armor you're not going to just stand out in the open and just eat bullets you got got a shield on you the entire time i used to sit out I used to sit out in the open with my with my sniper rifle and pick off things before I even moved into an area. So I didn't always yeah, use them far away. Is because yeah, you sniper. are a ballsy weirdo. Okay. <laughs> I will clear but an area I, before I, jumping but, in. But that's the difference between how I see them. Like, as you're in mechanized, you, you know, armored weapons, and like, yeah, you can go in no holds barred, and and they are different types of action. It's same as a movie. Like, yeah, you you wouldn't want you know zero dark thirty all the guys to just rush in everything, and you know you want to see them be tactical, and that's what division is ultimately supposed to be is a tactical like strategy game with your team, and yeah, it's more of a cover based. So you bring up zero dark thirty. Um, let's you know take this opportunity to jump into our uh, new Theo's Theater Minute. Okay, little episode. Um, theater Minute. <laughs> you know, we'll have to come up with a theme song for that. Um, so, as, as those yes. fans of us uh, kind of know, especially if you're following the website, Theo is our Siskel and Ebert. Um, does he, he goes to the movies way more than Jerry and I even have time for? Um, so, what have you seen lately, Theo? That uh, one that you would even recommend? <laughs> oh. Well, absolutely. What I recommend is if it, uh, as our listeners, we can catch my reviews out on our website, crashinggamenight.com, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best one, my vote for best picture of the year already is Alita Battle Angel, which is, of course, written by the fantastic James Cameron. And I may I may try and catch yep. that this weekend because um, I've had the offer yeah. to have you know get a break for a couple hours this weekend yeah. from the I may go hop over to the theater and go. You catch absolutely it. should because yeah. like remember Before back the, in the day the when Avatar came out, everybody was like, "This is the new epic. This is the new Titanic. This is the thing that set <laughs> this new bar for everything, whatever." <laughs> Hold on, it was Dances with Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, in a way, but I mean, but, but at that time, like, it was a new level of motion capture. It was oh, yeah, a new level of everything, and I feel like they did that again with Alita. Like, everything is stepped to a new level. They Their way of storytelling in that was amazing. It was, like, almost like it didn't have a single genre in that entire story. Like, granted, yes, it's science fiction. It, you're in a post-apocalyptic world with robots all over the place. You got cyborgs, you got androids, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you've got, in that movie, you've got a little bit of horror, because you got a little play on Jack the Ripper, you have uh, romance, you've got plenty of comedy, tons of action. Like it's definitely when I first saw the trailer, I was thinking like this might be a little kitty. Definitely not kitty. Is I can see that, especially with the thing. the animation design for 
Right, with the big Tornado. eyes. Yeah. And everything I, I didn't, like that. I, I, I immediately, well, because I knew it was a graphic novel and it was based on a graphic novel, I knew this was going to, like, I was really hoping they were going to stick to the, you know, stick to the literature. It kind of overdid it with the big eyes, though, compared to the manga. Like, yeah, like, you know, Japanese animation, like, big eyes is a thing. True. But, but like, it's but I think that, that was manga, like a they nice turned it down a little bit. True, but I think it was a nice like I think it needed it in the movie. I mm. think they needed to do that in the movie, especially like she's the only character that has that, and I think right. that's what worked. Um, and it, and I totally agree. I loved it had so many facets, and it, it really was low key revolutionary in cinema. It it, it looked like a fluid realistic movie like the 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 cgi the the green screen where everything looked amazing and then when it went to full cg like the uh i think what was the the game the buster ball or the whatever game that they play in oh, the yeah i know something it's like rumble something but i know rumble ball or whatever um that like that in itself it felt it almost felt like a final fantasy like movie you know, like it had that, it had the mini game, it had the, all the characters. Yeah. Maybe even speed racer, you know, like <laughs> it was a, just an unbelievably well put together movie. And then I, I really like the, the thing that I love is when they slowly, slowly, uh, show the villain, like the main villain mm. and the way that they first showed him through, you know, other characters was amazing. Yeah. And then when you finally see him, you don't recognize the actor when you first see him until that, the very end, which was just epic. When you talk about that, I love, 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 love how they ended it. Like, this is the yeah. first time I've ever seen an ending that fully gives, like, closure, but still Hope begging for, for more. Yeah. Like, leaving it way open for a sequel and you begging for more out of yeah. it. Yeah. So, and it was on that. I'm going to say one movie that doesn't leave you begging for more that I wish I had my money back on because I think it's a Netflix movie is, oh isn't it romantic? <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen, I'm going to wait on that one. We I mean, did it. Sorry. I mean, you are, you are the one yeah. of the three of us that's in a relationship. So I'm not surprised that you went and saw that movie. <laughs> it was either that or what men want. Ooh, um, you know, um, uh, I think you might have been better off with "Isn't It Romantic?" Because I mean, like, why do we need a spinoff of "What Women Want" when like so many people hated that as it is? Yeah, but I try to do it again. Is, Rebel, okay, so That's Rebel Wilson thing. wasn't bad. Her herself, you know, she was actually fairly good in it. I actually I, yeah. I liked her in it, and um, the one that the one guy that's in it, um, Adam Levine that played uh, bumper in the pitch perfect movies. Um, the, they were, they were fine. It just, it took every rom-com cliche and threw it in a movie. It was, it was like inevitable for that movie for that okay. type of movie to come out. Like we've already but, had hold on. so many, so many parodies on horror, not another, but not another teen movie and scary movie did it way better. <laughs> yeah. This but like just better or just eventually, funnier. Oh, it was better and funnier. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it just honestly, I mean, wait for Netflix, Jerry, and oh, then I watch will. it then. Um, yeah. Honestly, we know how Theo gets all the movies. Theo, don't even buy it. <laughs> I mean, 
If if it releases at ten dollars, I'll probably save buy your it. money. Save your money. You don't <laughs> a, need it. Hold on, it's a it's a five dollar. I mean, we know no, I have a problem. Yes, we gotta save feed. Your money, bro. We have to feed my problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five dollar. Yeah, but it's okay. But it's okay, dude. That's why All they right, have $5. other like yeah. They have other you know subgenre like go to go to action adventure and see if you can buy an older movie you right. know then you can feed the you know what i mean like you or better yet need it. or better yet go buy bohemian rhapsody again for 10 bucks since it's on sale i'm <laughs> right. just saying just rebuy um, it now, honestly movie, i i feel it was worth the 20 bucks i bought it and i really enjoy, like i think i th- i think remy malik deserved the the golden oh, globe uh, oh um, absolutely and the oscar and, you deserve an Oscar. Well, I my my theory was between him and Willem Dafoe. Um, I didn't see his performance in playing uh, Vincent Van Gogh, but I think it was that was a tough call. And I think I think, I think that's either way. I'm happy with I'm happy with both like Remy Malek winning because he was he was amazing in that movie. But I think that's what hurt Willem Dafoe is that like I'm sure with most of the. Uh, at least in my theory, is that like most population didn't see it. So I kind of think most of the Academy it, well, yeah. probably didn't see it. <laughs> it was it was an indie, yeah, it was an indie film, and it mm-hmm. had a limited right. release. Yeah, it's that's true, and that hey, that is part of the problem. I'm not saying that Bohemian Rhapsody isn't worth twenty bucks. It's just that you know what, it was on sale this week for ten bucks. Yeah. So of course, yeah, it's just, I'm gonna grab it for our great buy. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to wait in that movie. I was yeah. going to see it twice in theaters. It was it, that. It good. doesn't hurt to wait, but but I think Theo will agree with me that you know the 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 big blockbuster movies that come out like a, like we can always wait for the latest Marvel movie in a few weeks and it'll be ten bucks. But Theo and I are the type that would I'll pay the twenty bucks because I want it now and I'm going to watch it twice. Like and a once, movie right along those lines you know I mean? is Spider Man. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh totally worth it. Totally oh. worth it. And I like I I just saw it because it came out on iTunes because I didn't have the time to go see it in the theaters. And I got to tell you, I would have I probably definitely would have seen it a second time in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm. I'm, I'm, scared. I, I, I'm like I, I'm I, really scared to say it was probably one of the best Spider Man movies I've seen. I'm telling you, legitimate. As soon as I left the theater. I was on iTunes and I had it pre-ordered. Like so within 20 minutes of leaving on premiere night, had it pre-ordered because it was so amazing. All right. Yeah. So I want your opinion on this, Jerry, um, because we've both beaten Spider-Man and Theo has not played the game yet, which he should because it's yeah. down to $40 now. It is a fantastic game. Is Oh, it's even that's even more worth it for you to buy it now. I am it's actually I'm actually glad I finished the game before watching the movie Ooh, that's an interesting statement okay so here's here's my take and jerry you'll understand where i'm going with this is that when they go down into the spider vault Uh uh-huh three quarters of those suits are what you get in the game oh yeah so being able to see like you have all those different suits you know being able to experience that in in game you know, that was cool. That is cool because that was a really game, good like, touch. You, you have more of an intimate knowledge, especially if, mm-hmm. you know, you're not a Spider-Man fan, but you played the game and got all the suits. You know, that's a nice little like, oh, my God, like, I know what those are now from the movie. But does that really but, warrant 
a more preface on having the game experience before the movie or vice versa. Because more you get the, in the movie, no, you just get this really. little seed planted and then you get to actually experience it in the game. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think either or is, is important. Um, I just think it's a nice little, it was a nice little nod. Mm. Um, but no, I think if you saw the movie before, it doesn't matter. I think no, either way, I would just, for me personally, just, yeah. I, I liked it because then as I'm watching it and that whole scene and they're showing all the different suits, it's like, hey, yeah. I know what that, that I, one was I for and that way. one was for. Yeah. You know. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, um, original Iron Spider. Like, oh, I know what that one is like from the game. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's a, it know, was a cool little Doc, nod. Like the, the black and gold armor, that's the Doc Ock armor, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> can either of you tell me what one the cape one is? I don't know which one that was. I don't remember okay. Spider-Man ever having. I actually, I actually don't know. As far back as my knowledge goes, I don't remember a cape. I love that. I love that little like jab into the back. Of That's Parker what I'm like. Morales. I wonder if that was By like Miles, a setup. He's just like, hey, Peter. Hey, look. There's a cape. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder yeah. if that was like a setup. I wonder if that was like a setup for a joke. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember a cape all that much. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause I, yeah, I mean, I remember Spider Punk. I remember, uh, you know, uh, sp- uh, br- uh, British or no, uh, Captain or no, Spider Britain. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Britain, Sp- British Spider Man or whatever. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't recall him ever wearing a. I, I really feel like that may have been a setup for the joke. Probably, but, yeah. but uh, still, it was nice seeing the whole thing. And I gotta say, man, like the the you know the final scene when he finally takes control of his powers and like spray paints his his signature, oh, you know, yes. uh, spiders. I loved it, and it was super cool because like if you if you look back into the movie, like where he spray painted. Like where there were borders of where like the suit was still like red, but he bordered like where he wanted it to be black. I really loved that personal touch. Like he really customized his, he made his own suit. Like it was cool. I was was all around. I want that for, I want that for the sequel for Spider-Man two for the game. Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome to have Miles Morales for the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, or even just well, a little DLC or something. This this well, is something else that someone pointed out to me. Do you guys kn- know who voiced? Uh, oh, spoiler alert! At the end of the movie, the uh, the Spider Man twenty ninety nine. No, I did not see who voiced him. It, it didn't think... say, but d- I found out who it was through uh, my roommate. D- you guys know who it was? Was it Yuri? No, no it was Oscar Isaac. Oh, really? Yeah, and apparently he already signed on to be a Spider-Man 2099, so he's going to be in the He's sequel. all over the place now. He is. Yeah. He really after after is. Star Wars and all that. So yeah, he's he's uh I, for, I forgot uh rightfully I forgot so the, like Oscar yeah. Isaac is so amazing as an actor. Yeah. So he's he's Spider-Man 2099 and I think Chris Pine is coming back as as one of the Spider-Mans. How are they going to bring him back? He's dead. Yeah, he was he was uh um, Miles Spider-Man. Morales is Peter Parker. True, yeah. but he could still be a voice in another dimension. True. Mm-hmm. So Oscar Isaac isn't even listed on IMDb. No, 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 no. They wouldn't That's do that. Part of the movie too. 
that's entertaining. Well, I mean, so. they wouldn't list it. Oh, yes, he is. Okay, Oscar Isaac is listed as interesting person number one. There, see, that's there you his, go. Yeah, yeah. Interesting <laughs> that's person. Good. But that's, yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> All right. So, needless to say, in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, absolutely a buy right now of any digital oh, facet yeah. or oh, whatever. Yeah. Or if you're physical, a huge, whatever. huge fan, go for the physical, go for some special hard case that's probably like some Target exclusive or Best Buy exclusive or whatever. Absolutely buy it. If you're going into the theaters, get your butt in the seat for Alita. Well, or Spider-Man yes. because Spider-Man is still in theaters. Yeah, I mean, or Spider-Man if you want to experience theaters, theaters now. Yeah. But. So, <laughs> so one thing that we want to start doing is a great debate now. So, Jerry, I mean, I, it feel, is your like, birthday. I feel like there's been a, a, a sneak peek to the debate. Uh, or how the debate's going to go with that little uh, Mass Effect 3 thing going on there. <laughs> so, Jerry, as uh, the birthday boy, you had choice. Your choice was best game or franchise on the current generation, which that is Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Well, so... I will give you the honor of throwing down that gauntlet first, and you can throw down that choice of game or franchise. Honestly, man, the I have to go with my first gut, like my first gut feeling. Um, I have to say Uncharted. Ooh, God, I hate I have you. To say Good as, move. As a franchise. Good I have move. As a franchise. Yeah. Good move. I, I, I'm sorry, man. I got to say I can't it. take that now. Because, <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's not that I, I wanted to take it from you, man, because that's something I truly believe. Because it was between, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest, it was between that or God of War. But God of War had. Ooh, I'm a little surprised that you picked Uncharted over God of War. Yeah, Being the well, fanboy that you are. Is, I know, because I love God of War, but because those franchises are like neck and neck to me. Those are the two best franchises that I love. But Uncharted, for one, has a character that you just get behind. You love every store. I mean, every story, one, two, and three, and four, are just mini movies that like you get so into the story you, you, you everything about the games okay. the adventure the shooting everything so, i'm, I'm gonna hold so you strong. off on there because it's leading to me some questions that i'm gonna fight i'm gonna help matt fight okay. you on this debate first but matt, off what was what's what's your okay, game hold on first off you're an ass <laughs> dude because, we're both we're both huge fans of this franchise but i mean yeah. but come on man I mean, like come on i'm a bigger fan of uncharted than you are um mm, i don't know about mm, that i don't know yeah about that, dog. yeah i don't know just because i don't really? have enough just because i don't have enough you know statues and like lore i Let's appreciate just, i mean games. don't even Let's show exactly. off the pop figure because you know yeah. jerry has it too no 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 he doesn't have little he doesn't have Sackboy as nathan Drake. Uh, oh yeah i do do you? Yeah. Okay. I bought, I bought that one and the Kratos one at the same time. Okay. So here's the thing though, is he went with a game that yes, Uncharted 4 PS4 exclusive, but the fact is that they re-released 
one, two, and three on the PS4. So technically, it is a full series on the PS4. Yeah, full series. I mean, I mean, you um, don't have to be limited to the but, full but series the being on current. That's what I'm saying. If if there was one like same thing with God of War, they only put one game out for uh, for PS4. Mm. But it's no, they three. put out they put well, out they remastered God, God of three. Yeah, they remastered oh, yeah, God, God of War three. three. Um, True, honest, but but it is a full franchise. It's been through Sony and PS PS2, PS3. That I mean, that's what I mean by franchises. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to limit it to the PS4, but so, you but know, at least needs to have a piece still current and right. still current. still current. Yeah. So, as much as I love Uncharted, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Horizon. It's Ooh. not a franchise. It's it franchise, franchise or game. The I mean, technically, it's a franchise. It's just it has it one game franchise. so far because Horizon Two is already in the works. Right, so we have had that announced. It's not, it's so. not made. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it's, but it's here's one the game. It's a solo game. Like, tech, like, uh, uh, no, 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 no fight here. About. I'm playing mediator. I'm accepting <laughs> Horizon, <laughs> Horizon. A, 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 as his choice. And here's my choice back on that. That's good. Have, That's okay. You have Gorilla <laughs> Games, who is known for Killzone. Yeah. First-person shooter. That's what they're known for. They went with a whole new IP, gave us the destruction of humanity, essentially. Reverting it back to the Stone Age with just having, you know, essentially bows and arrows and, and staffs and stuff like that. Um, the evolution of machinery. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Um, they set it in an area of the country that is they designed pretty well and it does resemble some of the areas. Um, they use places that actually exist in real life. Especially Colorado Springs, you get the Air Force Academy. Although it doesn't say Air Force Academy, but you know it's the Air Force Academy Chapel. Especially for anybody that is Air Force or you know lives Colorado Springs, Colorado, for instance. Um, downtown Colorado Springs is in it. Um, the mechanics are extremely tight. The customizations you can do with it by choosing the different types of armor pieces you want to get, you know, your bows, all your different weaponry. The story was fantastic. Um, they built it up really well. Um, some of the enemies are extremely challenging, like the Thunderjaw. You yeah, know? Um, totally agree as a, as a solo franchise. Totally agree. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Really? Because you know, <laughs> if, if you want to go I, I, I current game franchise, I mean, technically, Uncharted is you know PS3. Um, you know, we only got Uncharted Four on on that, but you know, but overall, though the the design on the Watchers, the Thunder Jaws, everything like that, I think honestly, for me, Horizon is fantastic. As an original and, IP, I was very impressed, and I loved the game. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. From Gorilla's kind of lineage of first-person shooters, but you can kind of see like it's great that they went original, but you can also kind of see like they were ready for it because Killzone was a beautiful Killzone <laughs> four like Shadow Shadowfall. I can fire that thing up on my yeah, PS4 right now. And it that will go toe to toe with that everything. It still holds right up now. with other games today, I think, as a first person shooter. It was a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And especially for being a first 
uh, first lineup with the with the PS4. Um, I was very impressed with with Horizon. I think uh, it's a beautiful game. It was very well done. And I remember when we went and did the demo, we were like, "Dude, we're pre-ordering this, aren't we?" Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Wasn't even so, a question like for limited oh, yeah. edition. All of you was just like, "Oh nope, yeah, I'm I'm forking over at least hundred bucks." I got that this. statue. I love um, that statue. <laughs> I have that statue. I have the limited edition one from Think Geek. I have the Totaku. Hey, do you have three statues? Uh, let's see here. I've got the one for the collector's edition. Oh, I'm up to more now. Um, so we've got the collector's edition from the, uh, that statue. I've got the limited edition Geek Inc. one. I have the Aloy pop figure. I have the Totaku Watcher and Aloy figures. Um, they did a Sackboy as Aloy keychain that was available in the Sony store at E3 last year. So I have that. Um, no, and then I did oh. pick up that acrylic little statue that is Aloy teaching Atreus how to shoot oh, yeah. the bow and arrow. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. So yeah. See right, the so the only it, thing I'm the, missing through Uncharted is the Uncharted Three statue, and I even have I have two belt buckles. One, one on hand, always to wear. Gonna say hey, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I want it. Uh, if it goes oh. missing, oh, hold on. If it goes missing from my desk in I'll April when you're out here, I know exactly <laughs> where it's going. Oh, and, be ready. <laughs> um, just be be ready I, for I, your I, PS4 to walk. <laughs> when I get there. So, so, in the spirit of the debate, uh, we have so far we have opening arguments. Yep. Uh, I I'm gonna break it up into just a few small categories for you yeah, to fight okay. on. So let's start with the big things, especially since we're going from between a well-established franchise and a single game, making a franchise, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's being made uh, a franchise. Anyways. Okay. Character being development. Made. Character yeah. development. Lead character, side character, or whatever, regardless of the story, but specifically character development, back your game. Aloy. Let's, let, let's start with Matt. Aloy. Okay, I will how give can you, you. How can you support that? You're getting a fir- you're Okay, first of all, you're getting a solo franchise game. Okay, which it's building off. It's starting to build its its franchise and, and create its own history. Aloy, you, you get you you got you got to grow with her through the first game. Uncharted, hey. you got to see you got to see Nathan Drake grow through. Four different games and see him yes, but grow that, as a person. That's so, what makes that's what makes the, the argument. Like that's to, what that's the, what I would just like to achieve here. I would like to just fighting about that, for uh, that to be. You know, Jerry just helped make my comment or help make the <laughs> argument that you know you get to grow with her. She starts off as a timid, not knowing her place in the world because she doesn't have a mother, so she's automatically shunned by society. You know, when we all know that, you know, prophecy wise, she was chosen to bring balance, you know, and end everything. Um, but you get to see her grow from being that timid person, not knowing her way really around weaponry all that much to watching her her village die around her. Her mentor die right there in front of her and forcing her to grow up, you know, 
yeah. and, and taking on the weight of the world and trying to make those hard decisions between, hey, do I save them or do I walk away from them? Um, you get to see her emotions when, you know, she sees the holograms of her, of her mother, um, you know, all the way through to saving, saving everything. You look at Uncharted. Okay. Yes. You get to see kind of Nathan Drake grow up a little bit, but honestly, between one, two, three, four, it is still the same smart ass Nathan Drake. Okay. True. Right, so, so, but so hold on, hold on before you get started. So we have established that Aloy is a rise above hardships, growth into a type coming of, of age. destiny, oh, no, coming of age. Okay, so we got that. Jerry, let's defend uh, Nathan Drake here. Okay, obviously from a coming of age original IP, you're gonna get a strong basis for a, an amazing game. Hence why it's not a franchise. <laughs> because you need to you need to see the lore of different stories truly see this character grow. The second game, she could be a villain. You don't know. That's why. That's why you need the franchise. That's why you need to see them throughout, you know, different oh. stories, different situations, di- you know, di- di- the decisions that they make oh. under that duress. You know, that's what Nathan Drake has done. You, Yes, yes, you can say the moment you play the game, you know what kind of guy he is. Not really. Like, you see him kind of want to question whether or not he wants to go on or not or leave or, you know, he has people around him that are a little bit more questionable. Like, dude, just get out of here. Let's go. And he kind of considers it. But ultimately, he makes those decisions that are the right decisions, which makes him a hero in the franchise in which Hold on. there does make does potentially putting your marriage on the line and costing and almost costing your marriage over over that supersede Aloy taking on saving the world. Just saying. I mean, uh, but oh, hold on. You, yeah, so you're, you can't so you're quite comparing, go apples to apples with <laughs> saving the world and hey, doing. It's not the, like, like doesn't doesn't Nathan Drake save the world and 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 destroy you know theories oh. on Shangri La the oh, yeah. the meaning of life? Hey, hey, it's a debate. The character. I gotta say that was the that was the question. Exactly. Got to debate the character. So, so, so I'm gonna do my. So you're the one that brought up that she's the one saving the world. You he, that's what you were you brought that up. I'm bringing <laughs> up the characteristics of my main character on why he is human and more relatable and why why he has a franchise in the first place. <laughs> All right. So what we got from this is that like we have a very well established. Mm-hmm. character that's definitely been able to have more experience with at, through the years with the player who, alongside who is also flawed so, who who is yes, so flawed hero also, is like, very relatable be- um is very relatable person that you definitely see uh, more of a humanistic <laughs> side uh rather than maybe a written story that you might see in horizon. Uh, I might want to help out Jerry with a little bit with evening out the character development that's available is that yes, you do get to see Nathan Drake grow up 
in some of the side stories within, especially Uncharted 4. You get a little bit of his childhood and everything like that. Uh, so I, I'd say we're still pretty fairly even right now. We're going pretty good. <laughs> uh, so let's go beyond the characters. Let's go beyond the gameplay. And let's talk about the visuals, the backgrounds, the fluidity of movement, uh, things like that. And let's start with Jerry this time. That's tough because I would I would probably say Horizon wins on that one. Uh, even, but why? even with... Why why would why would you go and support Horizon on this one? Well, For this because specific one topic, we're, of course. Because we are talking about two different games like they are action games but one is an action RPG and one is a full-fledged action to where okay the the re-releases of 1, 2 and 3 of Uncharted were great looking games but they came from the PS3 but they were still great looking games. The uh, number 4 is by far the most beautiful and realistic looking game but it's set in the real world. Now for horizon, it had more, it had more of a, uh, chance to play with brighter colors, greenery, scenery, um, robotics, like the, the robots, you know, even the people, the way they can inter interconnect with like technology on them and their clothing, um, I would give that to Horizon for the for the beauty and and because we get to go to different places in in Uncharted. We get to go to like the Bahamas, um, Ireland. They all look amazing, but but it's set in a real setting, and it's it so, does look great. But Horizon has a movement, chance to play with to, to play with the colors mm-hmm. and to play so, with the beauty from a movement. Right? flow perspective like you asked i would i would definitely say horizon just because there were parts of uncharted 4 where sometimes you you kind of stuck against a like a corner like it was an invisible corner that you just kind of hooked you know going around a corner but Mm, from a visuals perspective as as stunning as horizon is in its differences in in the different areas you know between the forested areas the deserty areas the plateaus um i have to i have to give this one to uncharted 4 really um because you look at you know when you're you're going you know cave diving you're you're going with those waterfalls the way the the water is rolling off of that you know off of the buildings and everything you look at the character design and and how detailed those faces were um for both Sam and and Nathan Drake, that is true. And I, you look I didn't at really when they consider went to that. when he went to their summer home, just the details in the bricks on the house, um, some of the antiques in the house. Um, even when he falls off the the mountain um, before Elena finds him, you know he's laying in that river, and just the way the water is flowing around him, the way the ripples in the water are, there was it was so detailed. I mean, granted, you expect that from Naughty Dog, but the way some of the the designs on on the visuals, I just think were slightly better than Horizon. Okay. Interesting. That that now, took now, a turn. Now, both of you have talked primarily visuals in scenery. 
But what about like fluidity of um, the game itself? So like uh, character interaction with the environments, um, attacks in Horizon, or like I, I think from fluidity. From fluidity yeah. to me, um, Horizon beats out Uncharted. Just in this, the simple fact is. There's there's parts where you know especially if like you're going against Thunderjaw you can run up and sl- you're sliding underneath it while aiming up, you know mm-hmm. you can slide in on enemies stab them. Um, they some of them have blind spots some of them don't. Um, you know just the slide mechanics. You you can um, climb running. a small like little cliff to get eye to eye with it and and yeah I mean it, I agree. That's okay. but that's also that's also kind of where Uncharted lacks in that because it is a different type of game. But that's where Horizon kind of beats it out as a mm-hmm. that kind of action game. It needs that fluidity because you need to be able to. And I think with Uncharted too, need more movement. There were spots in it that you had to be absolutely perfect with your timing in terms of the fluidity, or you. It's also kind of a linear game because. Horizon is an op- kind of an open world. It's more mm-hmm. it's a sandbox where Uncharted is more of a linear like okay, this is your path, you keep going to your path, but you have maybe a couple ways to get there. Horizon like you, like you have an open map. You can go left or right and then depending on how hard it is, you know, okay, I'm going to go over here, build my guy up, get some craft some stuff and then kill these things you know you know you have a little bit more of an option to build your character mm. but so i think that's where uncharted kind of lacks but it's also that's the type of game it is it's a it has a linear story but it, it's that mm. action it's that type of action game okay all right so I it like lacks in got. that perspective i like what we got here i i, I from my perspective i still feel like we're <laughs> Pretty close to a stalemate. I think. I mm. think our li- I think even our listeners it, could probably. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think. Let I think our, I think our listeners could probably uh, tilt the scales in one other way. So I'd w- I'd welcome our listeners <laughs> to put in their thoughts into the comments on CrashingGameNight.com. Uh, I'd love to hear. <laughs> I, I think right now where I'm at from my perspective. I think I'm leaning a little bit towards Horizon, being a little bit of uh, there. I I still feel that both are pretty equal in some of the things that we talk about, like fluidity. I feel like both of them, especially like things on heavy attacks. Like I I'm still waiting for a good game that introduces heavy attacks that can fluidly go into the next move, rather than it being a very um, like cinematic move for it to just like, and I'll give you that with Horizon move to movement. It's, it's going to be on most it's games. A heavy swing and then in the yeah, next. absolutely. And yeah. same with like some of the fights in Uncharted. Like even with some of those that linear fights it's, that are timed, it's so dramatic and everything like that. And, yeah, and, and it's same kind with, of like a quick time. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to go, visuals, if you're going to go fluidity, I think God of War's got that. The light oh, into the heavy, absolutely. And the light. I oh, love yeah, yeah. the fluidity in that, especially the most recent God of War. The fight mechanics and that was amazing. Um, so, I, 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 in my book, I'm leaning towards Horizon. I'd like to hear from our listeners, see what they kind of say. Maybe even fight for 
another game, maybe God of War, or maybe even something completely different that we haven't thought of. But I'd love yeah, to hear surprise it. us. Bring it, yeah, bring us another game because uh, bring us That's another game that, or, or, or bring us another <laughs> bring us another franchise, an actual franchise. Or even, uh, or even okay, fine. Last even us. give us a suggestion oh. for our next debate. Anyways, so <laughs> absolutely, I you know I welcome if someone wants to we want to start seeing those comments about you know what our next debate should be. Absolutely, post it on our page yeah. at crashinggamemate.com um, or on SoundCloud. Um, so as we as we wind down tonight, um, we will have a special treat uh, next week. Um, we're going to try and, and keep our normal schedule guys, um, do a normal episode and then maybe do a special episode. But, uh, next week, um, we will be having, uh, Rushy himself, uh, Paul Rushinsky from slightly mad studios, um, joining the podcast. Uh, for those listeners that are uh, familiar with that name, um, he's a legend in the gaming, the racing game and, you know, gaming environment right now. For those that don't know him, um, he is the game director from, uh, MotorStorm on the PS3, uh, on rush, which was a multi-platform game, um, which was just recently part of the PlayStation plus, uh, free games lineup, but he was also the game director for drive club, uh, which honestly is a stunning racer. I still go back and play it. Um, I still think it's better than Gran Turismo. So yeah. um, he will be joining us. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, what got him into the, especially r- racing games um, and whatnot. Um, so we look forward to having them on. Maybe we can hopefully pry out of him a little hint on what he's working on right now that <laughs> slightly Matt hasn't talked about yet. But We will try. Um, hint, hint, we'll nudge, try. nudge. Yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Can't, can't guarantee it. So, um Look forward to that, guys. Next week, um, we may make it the uh, special special episode uh, as a little treat. If not, we're gonna it'll be our normal episode. So, um, for everybody out there that's listened, uh, I definitely you know thank you guys as always for crashing game night with us. Um, if you like what you heard, please, guys, absolutely hit subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the podcast. Subscribe. Go in, comment it, because especially on iTunes, those comments help us get up those rankings, appear on uh, other people's feeds so they can get get to hearing you know, what we have to talk about and the shenanigans sometimes that we bring you, like the tester episode last week. So, <laughs> And um, we want to hear from you guys. We really want your absolutely. guys' input. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. So um, I personally want to say, you know, everyone, be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Goodbye, my fellow nerds. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate you listening. Have a good one.